pain. Perfect description for week two of the NFL. Pain is all we feel nowadays, whether you be a fantasy owner, a fan of NFL team, or if you're me and you have all of your favorite sports teams just continually to disappoint you and let you down every single time. But that's why we love sports, because we give ourselves many heart attacks and anxiety attacks. And what for? Um, I I don't have an answer. But this is something. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> <laughs> but this is episode 52 of the fourth line podcast of i'm of course your host ross Allen, alongside co-host jalen johnson and then before we start things off hey new merch merch drop new merch. all my footy fans everyone that's been so gracious to start watching the show huge spike in in viewers from the footy we got shirts to commemorate the occasion you know footy is underrated Look at this. If you're on video, you can see this sexy thing. But if not, just go to the links in this. And you and get for the taken people, right to our store. Exactly. And the people who aren't on video, obviously, is our new footy shirt. Uh, we've been obviously big in the footy uh, world uh, as of late, really getting into it. Both me and Ross, each other team. Ross, the Giants, me, the Bulldogs. Don't talk about but, it. Don't talk about <laughs> it. But obviously, all of our merch you could find. Uh, go to our website. You can look at our apparel. Literally, find just it anywhere. www.thefourthalong.com. And you click mm-hmm. on the apparel, go right to the store. We're all good. But there's a cheap plug out of the way first because we need to <laughs> talk about injuries. Injuries yes. everywhere. But the biggest thing of all, the biggest news, the biggest revelation that we came up with, held just like a couple minutes before we started recording, MetLife is confirmed cursed. And we'll tell you why. The biggest week three matchups to look up for, to, to look forward to this uh, week. And then we predict them. Mike McCarthy, is he worse than Jason Garrett? Is this the year that Russell Wilson finally wins the MVP? We got we got to talk finals in the NBA. Also, Billy Donovan going to the Bulls. Our biggest surprises of the season so far in college football. You know I got the MLB power rankings in the playoff race. Then for your seat, the nicest call ever. And then two championship belts are on the line this Saturday at UFC 253. Fight Island, Yabu Dhabi. We're going to give our predictions for that. But, of course, as I said, Jalen, you know that uh, that, that meme with uh, Stephen A. It's just his, mm-hmm. his Twitter that says pain with his face over it. Yes. That's all I felt this whole weekend. We even had the Broncos Twitter account going out of the way and doing their own thing, just tweeting pain. Pain. It's, can't describe the it. Because describe injuries, <laughs> some of the worst ones from this week, include... Nick Bosa, out for the season, ACL. Saquon Barkley, out for the season, ACL. Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain, maybe three to five weeks. Drew Locke, sprained shoulder, three to five weeks. Cortland Sutton, torn ACL, out for the season. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain, three to five weeks. And the question is, Jalen, which injury is the most detrimental to their team's success? Mm, um, I think there's going to be two but two different opinions on them so i think the biggest one overall is going to be nick bosa nick bosa is going to have the biggest effect uh he is a big part of their defensive line um and he's kind of that point off edge you don't have to worry about him because that's kind of one point you know i don't have to worry about honestly like no offense but that part, you're not going to have to worry about it. You're not going to have to double team that side as much. You can now double team one of the interiors or the other edge because you don't have to worry about the sign or Nick Bosa is not there. He's a great player, a great presence. You always have to think about him. Now that he's not there, that's one less thing you have to think about. Um, obviously, they'll probably find some, They did sign Ezekiel Ansah, which might help out a little bit on that side in replacing him. He ain't no Nick uh, Bosa. <laughs> he's no Nick Bosa. Uh, I mean, he could, he definitely has he's shown pro ball level. Said, and he's yeah, the last exactly. one. He's, he's, it's almost like they didn't – like they need a guy like – maybe it'd be nice if they had like a guy like DeForest Buckner um, on their defensive line to oh, add more pressure. Ah, who knows? But also, at the, at the time, that was a really good trade. <laughs> That and, was a really um, good trade. Is, you just can't see this. <laughs> you happening. can't predict it. See, but secondly, is, uh, yeah. Secondly, for you, uh, my second one is uh, obviously it wasn't as bad of an injury. Double dipping, you cheater. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as an injury, but I would say Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, we've seen uh, he's been injured before, and, and when he has a lingering injury, he plays worse. And as of right now, he hasn't played his best. So you really don't want him to look worse than he's looking right now. Yeah, you don't want him bugging him. So. But now with this question though, 
I look at different ways. Uh, the impact now on the team or the impact of the future on a player. And I'm going to go, mm-hmm. you win with the team, I'm going to argue with the player. Saquon Barkley is going to have the biggest impact. His absence is going to have the biggest impact because second-year quarterback, Daniel Jones, what? How, he's not the best. He's still developing. He has talent. He has potential. But he is not there yet. And how do you help out a struggling quarterback or a developing quarterback, especially a rookie or second here, Jalen, with a really good run game so you don't have to throw the ball 50 times a game? You have something dependable to, to back you up. You have a running back that can be your safety blanket, take passes out of the backfield, get you a few yards, be your check down guy. Daniel Jones doesn't have that anymore. And he doesn't even have Sterling Shepard right now either. The Giants are so limited and it's going to really hurt Daniel Jones. It's going to hurt his potential. It's also going to hurt his development as a quarterback. Year two is huge and he's missing out on the biggest piece of their offense. This is really going to come back to, to bite them in the butt. Guaranteed. The reason I did not go with that is the Giants recently signed Devonta Foreman or Freeman. Freeman. Is it Foreman or Freeman? It's Freeman, Freeman yes. Uh, and I, I don't think he's going to be Saquon by any means necessary. I do not think he'll be the level Saquon is. Well, of but I think not, he'll, right? I think he'll provide a good enough run game to where people still have to respect it. Obviously, I think behind that, if he was going line. to provide that good, good uh, enough of a run game, he would have been signed by now. It wouldn't be week three. He still wouldn't be honestly. Out there. I think the reason and he wasn't also, signed was the, his asking price. I think yeah. his asking price would probably be too high. We'll see. We'll see. But I just. It's a bad situation for the Giants. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, though, Jalen, uh, Sunday, MetLife Stadium. I mean, so the Niners came out. And just let me just let me read you this. At the end of the game, the Niners were without D. Ford, Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, and Raheem Mostert. And now if you are at home and you're counting, how many is that, Jalen? That is eight. Yeah, do, do I need to get the calculator for that? That's one. Yeah. Eight. I, I think it's eight. eight. Carry the oh, one. Right. It's eight. Eight Carry guys <laughs> out of the game at the end of one. And they come out and say that it's the turf. The turf was sticky. It was bad. It, it was all this. The NFL is actually investigating the turf at this point. But also, you really got to feel bad for the Niners because they're over there at Greenbrier. Um, because they have to play in MetLife again next week against the Giants. So, oh boy. That's rough. But even their mobile MRI truck broke down trying to get to the team hotel. You can't make it up. You can't so make this, it up. this really makes you think. But you you want to think, though, Jalen? You want to think? MetLife yes. Stadium is haunted. You want to go back haunted. a few years? This is why. This is why. Go back a few years. What did you have when they were playing the Cowboys? The Black Cat. Black you had, cat. You had the black cat at MetLife when the Giants were playing. The mm-hmm. black cat. You remember? They share a stadium, so it counts. Okay, it counts. Yeah, black cat. And last year, where was Sam Darnold seeing ghosts? Where was it? Worse? Oh, that's right. It was at MetLife. Life. And now you got this turf. Literally, the people use it as I can say. No, literal turf monster at MetLife destroying the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You might I'm call it conspiracy. You might call it stupid, which I'm gonna blame you. Or you might call it, oh my gosh, that's one of the most genius takes I've ever heard. I should subscribe to them and tell everyone I know and even remotely care about to subscribe to them and to go to their website, fourthalong.com. <laughs> just do all three. Just do all what? three. <laughs> oh, I'm so shameless with the bugs. But the thing is, though, you can't deny straight evidence. You can't deny the cold heart facts. MetLife Stadium is haunted. It's building a reputation. You have Monster House. No, this is Monster Stadium, okay? Soon enough. And also, it's not the same stadium, but the old Giant Stadium, even had Mythbusters tests out, there's a rumor that there's a body buried in the end zone. Yep. It doesn't stop everything you do. I feel like... Stop. If I pan the camera a little more to the to, to your uh, right, you would see a wall with a, just a you know bunch of red um, red string going to a bunch of pictures and stuff on the wall. Like I'm some sort of conspiracy theorist because I am. Yeah. I'm gonna start that wall today. I'm gonna start. New website <laughs> is going up. Okay, it, because MetLifeIsHaunted.com. You can check on that. I have a, I have an idea. 
wait for it in the future. But one day there will be a fourth and long episode where we debunk sports conspiracy theories or about field them. players or prove them. Okay. With that now, let's get serious, Jalen. Very serious. Right. Very serious. Now I'm just playing. We're not. But it's my the the question I have for you now though. If we mentioned the Cowboys, and we mentioned the Giants, with Jason Garrett is now on Mr. Clapper, okay. is Mike McCarthy? I mean, we we talked about this in our NFL Week Two recap show, which is up live with Alex Crop. You can see that everywhere. Um, but is they the Giants or the the Cowboys barely survived to come back because the Falcons suck? Okay, so they barely survived and came back. Um, but is Mike McCarthy worse than Jason Garrett? He's not. He's not. I mean, he, you can you, you can make the argument. It can really seem like this, but the thing is, we're two games in. What I like from Mike McCarthy, a lot of people criticize him for running trick plays. But I appreciate Jason Garrett would never even had the balls to run a trick play. Okay, and at least Mike McCarthy is not just is seeing this bad trick play. They're going. Good job, guys. Um, uh, we'll get them next time. He's not clapping the whole damn game, okay? He's, yeah, down he seems 40 like clapping the entire damn time. Uh, I, I saw the couple of people, uh, like this going over Twitter. I had to bring this up, but I think this is just wrong. This is damn near blasphemous, and it's it's just not true. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mike McCarthy isn't no way worse than Jason Garrett. Uh, when J- when Mike McCarthy goes four to five years of almost making playoffs or making playoffs and losing to a team you should have beat, then we can say it. But <laughs> there is no way this early to say he's worse. He's still getting it down. And Dak he was Prescott still really good in Green Bay, too. He was yeah, he Dak Super Prescott's Bowl. inconsistent. Um, he's One day he's won the best quarterback in the league. The next week it's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not 100% on him. Uh they did barely survive if the Falcons weren't as terrible as they are. Uh, they're secondary. They, yeah, that wouldn't you, have if happened. You think, if we want to talk about bad coaches, we brought the names Dan Quinn, uh, Matt Patricia, Adam Gase, and then also this guy named – I'm blanking on the last one, but we talked about four coaches and um, <laughs> which ones should be fired, should they not be fired, um, and then check that out. Um, that was in the week two recap. But if we want to move on from the Cowboys, and if we want to talk about Dak and his inconsistencies, let's talk mm-hmm. about a game where he can really prove a lot of people wrong. You know, if you've listened to our NFL week one, uh, or our preseason week one and week two recaps um, and previews, you know Alex and I have kind of this butting heads how he was huge on the Cowboys, and I wasn't. And I'm big mm-hmm. on the Seahawks, and he isn't. So there's a lot of around the game for us, per, just for personal pride, which is yes. you know always big, right, Jalen? Always big. Yes, obviously. Biggest thing on the show. But one of the games on Sunday, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the Seattle Seahawks, and this game is huge. Not only just for my personal pride, I like the personal pride, but for the teams, this is a big prove-it game for Dak Prescott, for that Cowboys offense. Can that uh, Cowboys defense stop the really high-powered Seahawks offense and can that Seahawks defense finally mm-hmm. not get size and dice in the passing game. There's a lot riding on this, and so I can't wait for this one, Jalen. But if we, had, we make predictions on the show. We, we make statements, no matter how yes. long or right it is. Mostly right. Mostly right. Mostly right. <laughs> Seattle is going to make a statement. They're winning this game. Dak Prescott is going to throw for more than 350 yards, and the Seahawks are going to win this by six. Um, I think this game is going to be a little more out of hand. I I, I, don't, I think Dallas is going to show up exactly how they showed up against Atlanta, but they're not going to be able to cover ground like they did against Atlanta. They're not going to, Seattle's not going to make the same mistakes that Atlanta made. Seattle has a better defensive backfield than Atlanta has. They have a better pass rush than Atlanta has. They have better linebackers than Atlanta has. They have a better overall defense <laughs> than Atlanta has. Hey, Atlanta does um, have Earl Thomas. And Earl I Thomas think, beat up Atlanta, too. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is sacked at least four times. I think he's going to throw two picks, and I think he's going to. I think he's going to throw. I think he's going to throw for a lot because I think they're going to be down most of the game mm-hmm. to where they can't run the ball because they can't run out of time. So I think he's going to throw for a lot. I think he's going to throw at least forty passes, at yeah, least. I'll say forty-six, exact. 
Uh, and I think I swear, if you actually hit that number, I'm gonna be pissed. And I think Seattle wins by twelve. Twelve. See, the thing is, uh, both these teams now have wins over the Falcons, and it, it was an ugly comeback win for the Cowboys, which doesn't bode well when the Seahawks thoroughly beat up on the Falcons. And the only reason that their defense gave up a lot of yards or some extra points is that they were garbage time. So mm. Seattle should have all the firepower to beat up on this Dallas team. Matter it's, But the thing is, with both these teams, it's just a matter of showing up. So that's going to be a huge matchup on Sunday. Another Sunday yes. one is the Sunday night game. We had the New Orleans Saints on Monday losing to the Raiders by like 10 in the Raiders' new game at their $2 billion Roomba. And it, it, the offense just didn't look good. It looked pedestrian. Drew Brees looked pedestrian. And then you have a team that is just on an all-out revenge tour. Aaron Rodgers is coming for that MVP. He's coming for you, Russell Wilson. And he's coming to prove every single person that's ever doubted him wrong. He's treating everyone in the league right now like he treats his own family. He's killing them. And he's just disrespecting all of them. So, can New Orleans at home recover from their week two loss and make a statement against one of the hottest teams in football right now? Mm. No, they're not. Green Bay no. is going to beat them <laughs> by 13. Ouch, 13? Green Bay by 13. Green Bay by 13. I mean, I did just guess uh, Seattle by 12. Um, I think I think New Orleans is going to definitely have a better week um, I think they kind of underestimated the Raiders going into that game, and they started off really slow, thinking they were just going to pick Michael him apart. Thomas, he definitely did on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it went up by ten. They're like, "This is it," you know. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Nope. Ten has been an unlucky number for teams. Uh, I forget the number, but a lot of teams have gone up by ten and lost so far this year. <laughs> That's like having a double um, lead in hockey, the worst lead. Yeah. Um, but um. I, I think the Saints are going to win. I think they're going to pull it off. I think it's going to be a shootout between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. I think the defenses are going to get torched. But I think the game's going to come down to one defense stepping up, like a late pick or a strip mm. or just sack. I think it's just going to be I think it's going to be offensive shootout for three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, one of the defenses is going to step up. And now, the weak cap game. We have the number one, and for most people, these are the top two teams in the league. For most people, this is a preview of the AFC Championship game. For most people, the Super Bowl winner this year is going to be one of these two teams. Monday Night Football is going to be electric over there mm -hmm. in Baltimore. If only we had fans for this game. Sweet damn, it would be crazy. But Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, the $500 million arm, is taking on the defending league MVP, Lamar Jackson, with a solid defense behind him, and they're rolling right now. Kansas City is coming off of a very sloppy game against the Chargers, and Baltimore has just been rolling the last two weeks, whether they destroyed the Browns or they just beat up on the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, I'm expecting from this game, you remember a couple years ago, that wild Rams-Chiefs Monday Night Football game? I was just thinking about that, yeah. This, it could very, very well be that game. I see this going two ways. This is either going to be the best game of the season or it's somehow going to disappoint us because we're NFL fans and we don't deserve anything good and it's going to be one of the biggest snoozers of all time. I'm leaning towards a prior, but mm -hmm. I, I'm expecting fireworks this game. I'm expecting high-powered offense, not a lot of defense, but at the same time, if we, this game is going to be won on defense. You, you said in the last game, no, this game is going to be won on defense. And who has a better mm -hmm. defense? Hands down, the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are going to win this one in the close one by four. I think this one in a non uh, – I think it's going to come down to the quarterback's legs. I, I think the pass rush is going to dictate this game defensive-wise. And I think whoever – obviously Lamar is a better uh, scrambler. But just like we saw last week, Patrick Mahomes can move. He got that third and 20 uh, last week in clutch time. So stupid. I, I think whoever can avoid getting sacked uh, is definitely going to win this game. 
Uh, but I do think it's going to overall, it's going to come down to passing touchdowns. I don't see Lamar running for a bunch of touchdowns here. I mean, he can, obviously, any any day of the week, Lamar can. Uh, but I expect this to come down to both the quarterback's arms uh, and then whoever can stay up the longest. Uh, these pass rushes, while not the top of the league pass rushes, are going to be getting pressure on these two quarterbacks because they know how important it is. It's a big game. They're going to be getting pressure. And whoever can stay in the pocket long enough to make that good throw or get out of the pocket to, you know, make that check down. Mm-hmm. I think that's who wins this game. Um, I haven't been a close game. I think it's going to come down to a last second field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, filling, I'm feeling Baltimore in this one. I think Baltimore wants payback uh, from how, them getting eliminated first round. Mm-hmm. Week three is going to be fun. Hopefully there's less injuries this one. Um, if you're the San Francisco 49ers, I suggest showing up to MetLife in um, your own personal bubbles. Uh, oh, but I do have one more game that I think mm-hmm. is going to be big. And it's not – I know my team is involved, but it's not because my team is involved. A big game this week is going to be the Lions versus Cardinals because if the Cardinals blow out the Lions, I think Matt Patricia is getting fired within the next few weeks. If he, if he has another lackluster performance, obviously they should have won that week one game due to a drop pass by DeAndre Swift in the last seconds of the game. They lost that game. But last week they got – they got destroyed. They, they look mm-hmm. terrible, absolutely terrible. I think he looks bad again. Well, they look good for about 15 minutes. Give for about 15 minutes. Credit. Give them some credit, John. Okay. For like 15 minutes, they look cool. But I think if they get blown out again, that I think the, the talks and chirps are going to start talking, uh, that he might start losing his job. I think out of all the, court, uh, the coaches who are struggling, I think he might be the first one to lose his job. So I think that's a big game to watch. And you can hear what me and Alex had to say on that one if you go to week two recap. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. There's so many plugs this show. Now, <laughs> Jalen, it's your time to shine. Okay, with our yes. NBA segment, this is your thing. This is why I brought you on this year, expertise. My first question to you, though, right now, <laughs> Miami is up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who the hell would have thought Miami would be in this position right now? But mm-hmm. the Celtics are down two to one. Does Boston have enough to on the night of recording? The game four is going on uh, pretty much right now as we're recording. But does Boston mm-hmm. have enough to come back against Miami? I think that Boston to win these games, uh, I think it cannot be close. I, I don't. It, the, Miami has shown time and time again in close games they'll make clutch free throws, clutch shots. They'll do what they have to do. Uh, right now in recording, hopefully you've watched this game or at least have seen the results. Right now the score is with six <laughs> seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Miami is up 91-85. to 85. Another close game. I think Miami's going to pull this off uh, and go up 3-1. Uh, I don't. You can't be in a close game uh, with Miami. Uh, they have too many people who can make clutch defensive plays, mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo, clutch offensive plays. They're, the shooters are crazy. Jimmy Butler only plays when the game's pretty much close. Tyler like, Hero? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he's a freaking shooter. Bro, yeah. What? I, I don't know if it's Hero. It's I think it's Hero. Hero. Tyler. You got, you got, it does matter because you got a dude that looks like the basic person in your NBA, NBA My Player customization. Okay. He just looks like yeah. the computer generated version, but it's like he's playing on rookie mode. Yes, but this dude came out like of nowhere. I, yeah, yeah, no, they, it's like they can play. Like they can have somebody have a terrible game, which as of right now, like I'm saying, they have uh, Jameson Crowder is one for nine, and uh, Robinson is zero for five, zero for four from three point. That that's two people in their lineup right now, starters, who have one basket. They are they are one for fourteen combined, and they are winning by six points right now. But shout out to you that can't... one guy, Jalen. Shout out to that one guy on Twitter that when Jimmy Butler left uh, for for the South for South Beach, he was like, um, "Have fun at, at the beach. At least uh, you'll be able to have like nice weather on your couch or something like that." Yeah. And now oh, look, at the Sixers. The look at the yeah. Sixers. Look at the Sixers. The Miami yeah. Heat. I'm I'm just going to say right now, Jalen. The Miami Heat are going to the finals against. The next team we're going to talk about, at least one of these two teams, but then the next one is can the Nuggets com- compete with the Lakers? Can they? Do they have enough talent to push it to Game 6 or Game 7? Can they make this a legitimate series? It's 2-1 to one right now. Mm-hmm. Do they have another thing like, like Boston? Do they have the talent to keep up with the high, high-powered Lakers team? 
Um, yeah, I think it's uh, kind of the same exact thing, but opposite uh, for this one. I think the Lakers are more the team you can't be close with because they do have LeBron and AD uh, who can both make very clutch shots and kind of come alive in clutch situations. I feel like you have to kind of you kind of have to dominate against mm-hmm. them like obviously i'm not saying 10 15 point blowouts i'm saying you gotta win you gotta win by six points you gotta win by six you can't be three seconds they have the ball they'll most likely make that mm-hmm. shot bring you to overtime and and tire you out in that overtime you like win. what they did in game two exactly um they 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 definitely you need to get a distance from them even if it's only like a small six five point it needs to be a two possession win for the Nuggets to win the game if it's coming down to one possession I think Jamal Murray can make those shots uh, but I think a lot of the time the Lakers are going to outscore them in those close one shot uh, one basket game differences I think they can do it though uh, they obviously won last game to get it to two one. Uh, a lot of people were saying yesterday if the With Nuggets really lost. Really good performance by the Nuggets too. A, a yes. solid team performance. It's, it, mm-hmm. They were spreading the ball around, multiple point scorers, and that's how you beat the Lakers. The Lakers are too talented to, for you to not. And like I mean, the Nuggets position. I mean, Jokic, Jokic is is phenomenal, but he's mm-hmm. not going to be able to put fifty points against the Lakers. You have to spread that ball yeah. around. And like I said, the reason you can't be a close game, yesterday as an example, the Nuggets outscored the Lakers in every single quarter last game except for the fourth quarter mm-hmm. where they got outscored by 10 points. They got outscored by 10 points in the fourth quarter and still won the game. You have to build up a heavy lead and make them play catch-up because if they're if you're sitting there back and forth with them, they're going to make sure that their coaching is good and they have too much uh, experience on their team. Mm-hmm. They'll find a way to make sure they get the last shot and they'll make sure that they can get that shot to go in or a play there where they have the best chance of getting that shot going in, mm-hmm. and that's not what you want. You have to be put in a position where they have to play catch-up and they tire themselves out before they can actually catch up and you guys can take the dub. So I think that's how the Denver Nuggets can win the series against mm-hmm. the Lakers. Are they, though? I I would like them to, honestly. Is it um, right now, Jalen? Both games, so it's going to be a five-game series in the East with the, mm-hmm. with the, um, the Heat taking it 4-1. to one. It's going to be a seven-game series in the West with the Nuggets taking it 4-3. We're going to get a Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets, NBA Finals because it's 2020, and it doesn't make sense, but that's why it makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's look at Just like, honestly, I think the Nuggets are going to take it because, I mean, like, yeah, there's LeBron and AD on the Lakers, but Jamal Murray and Jokic are not somebody to just look past. I think, like, if we look at yesterday's game, Jamal Murray yesterday uh, in the fourth quarter in OT was 25 for 39. 25 for 39. 8 for 11 during the clutch time. Like, (laughs) if he's doing that and keeping them in the game, which he pretty much helped them win that game yesterday Mm -hmm. because the Lakers were catching back up very quickly, Mm -hmm. uh, he kept them in that game. uh, And, like, it's just – it's. Yeah. You you can't let them catch up. No. Um, so I, I think I would love to see the Nuggets win it. I think they can. Uh, I think they proved it last series that they can compete with the best. Um, and I think they'll prove it again this time. I think it does go seven games again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have them winning the series four to three. Denver. That would be wild. And that would be a huge surprise if that actually happens. And if we want to speak about surprises, Jalen, let's talk some college football for the first time this year isn't that just absolutely beautiful can we just take a moment and just 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 soak it in <sighs> college football and with college football <laughs> who the hell would have thought the Sun Belt conference would be playing like this yeah the Sun yeah. Belt conference is out here <laughs> taking names taking paychecks taking souls and if the leader of the pack is a number 19 team in the in the, the nation right now in Louisiana, the Raysian Cajuns. Oh my gosh. They go out there in their first game. They beat down Iowa State. And mm-hmm. they become ranked for the first time since 1943. And they have not looked back. To me, that's one of the biggest surprises to me this year. Alongside with the Big Ten actually growing a pair. And voting to mm-hmm. have a season. Because I think we can all agree that this was big news when it happened. Because college football is better with the Big Ten. It, it, it just yes. is. And then you have 
without the Big Ten, uh, it would have been hard to have a legitimate champion. Yes. Um, for whoever's winning, even if it's SEC team, it's still the Big Ten and the SEC are always is seemingly. I mean, besides Clemson, because I'm not saying the ACC. No, I'm just saying Clemson. Just Clemson. Uh, that, mm. that conference is not good. It would if it wasn't for Clemson, they'd be a. They wouldn't be Power Five. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. see this. Rather see the Sun Belt. <laughs> 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 Give me Conference USA. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, don't give me the ACC. What I really need in my life, Jim, is some action. Man, just, just, yeah, that Mountain League, man. Shout out to what Mountain was. Boise State, speaking of Boise State, Tyler Raza, best XFL kicker of all time, DC Defenders. He was on the show for an interview. Check that out. Interview. I'm so sorry. I'm just on fire today with my plugs. See, if you listen to these things already, we don't have to say it. Hey, so, so just listen, okay? Just listen. listen the first time. See, Jay, and then your biggest surprise you think so far this year. Is it that Notre Dame is actually playing conference games? Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> in all honesty. That was yeah, the weirdest that... thing. Notre Dame in the conference was a 2020. Oh, wait. Yep. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, no, that was that was a pretty big surprise. Uh, I think the Raging Cajuns have probably been my biggest surprise overall. I love it. Uh, Just based off the name, man. Just based off Raging the name. Cajuns. Like, whoever came up with that needs to open a chicken spot, first of all. And second of all... <laughs> <laughs> needs a raise. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's probably been my biggest surprise. They've been very dominant, obviously, with not everybody playing and schedules being adapted be, because of that. Um, they have a slight advantage, but still, I, I think even if everyone was playing, they'd still be doing pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. So they, they've been my biggest surprise this season. I agree. Still and then <laughs> I, I guess the only thing that could surprise me if the Pac-12 actually plays, they're having a meeting with the university president soon, but mm-hmm. it's not like anyone cares about the Pac-12 anyway. I do. It's unfortunate, but right. you know, it's with Pac-12 after dark – and then you can see from the voters in, in any, like whether it be for the Heisman or whether it be for the playoffs, no one really actually cares about the Pac-12. So, uh, what you going to do? You know, what you going to do? But moving on from that, it's almost October, Jim. Oh, that sounds so bad. It's almost October. But at least with what? October, what we get is Halloween. What we get is Justin Gaethje versus Kabiner Mega Madoff. We'll get to our MMA stuff in a second. And what we do get is October baseball. It's almost World Series time, buddy. And so, coming down to the end of the season, it's time for power rankings. Of course, your weekly power rankings. So, Mm -hmm. starting us off, number five, we have a team that was sucking hard. Terribly. And now, they run off ten wins in a row. They... And now they've 8-2 in their last 10. They absolutely turned the Toronto Blue Jays into a punching bag. They're just, I think they hit 18 home runs in three games. And it was just blowout after blowout after blowout. The Yankees are second in the AL East, but they are fifth in my power rankings. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they say how like this, it's they're going to be they're going to be trouble in, in the playoffs. And they come from being yeah. unranked to becoming our number five team this week uh based off of last week's rankings the number four team is the same number four team as last week it is the oakland athletics they're um they clinched the division recently over the houston astros so it doesn't matter if you're a's fan or not if when the astros lose we win so everyone is a fan of the a's at this point even you jalen yes a big Giants fan, but uh, as long as you beat the Astros, I don't care. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Bringing the world together, this is how we're going to save 2020, Jalen, by a mutual hatred of the Houston Astros. Yep, that way it seems to get dominated and destroyed. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Um, <laughs> so the A's, they're just insane. 5-5 five and five in the last 10. They were, in last week, they were 6-4 and four in the last 10. They're, they're division champs. And they're going back to the postseason. Let's say if they lose a 10th elimination game in a row. I hope not. Otherwise, I probably just need to end it. Um, but they're my number 14 for this week. Number yes. 
three. They were the number one team last week. They were white hot. Yeah, see what I did there? See what I did there? White They're white hot. <laughs> the White Sox are number they three. They just came week. out the dryer and now they cooled off. <laughs> they were 8-2 yeah. last week in the last 10. They're 5-5. Five and five. You still one of the best teams in the league. One of the best teams in the American League. Um, but number three isn't bad. They've kind of cooled off recently. But they're still a very good team right there. My mm-hmm. next one is going to be what was the number three team last week is the number two team this week. We had the Tampa Bay Rays, currently the the division leader in the AL East. They haven't clinched it yet. The Yankees are right there on them, but it looks like they're the Tampa Bay Rays might be division champs this year in the AL East. Crazy stuff. Twenty twenty still has not disappointed. They're six and four in their last ten. They're just cruising along to the playoffs. But the best team in the league went from they dropped for the first time. They weren't number one last week. They were number two. But they're back to the usual places, number one. The Dodgers 7-3 in their last 10. They just clinched their division um, a couple nights ago. And, mm-hmm. hey, I they're going to be a really good team in the playoffs. And it's I think it's a very, fairly easy consensus in number one. Yes. Now, Jalen, you might have some uh, a little more pool in this because they're still fighting. Let's talk about the playoff race. Okay, yes. a little bit going on right now. There's still a few spots up for grabs. So, as of clinch teams right now, we have the Rays, the Yankees, the White Sox, the Twins, and the Indians have all clinched playoff spots. The A's have clinched their division. The Braves have clinched their division. The Cubs and Padres have clinched a playoff spot. And the Dodgers have clinched the division. Some of the fights we see, the biggest ones we see right now, with four games left to go in the season, we have the Phillies... And the Marlins duking it out um, for um, for one of the spots, and then um, those are one and a half games back with four games left to go. Probably not going to do it, but hey, if Miami really drops the ball, which in all seriousness, who would have been who would be surprised? There's a yeah. chance we we can see <laughs> the overpaid by the overpaid Bryce Harper still make the playoffs. Oh, that's like <laughs> something. Um, and then we also have the Reds and the Cardinals fighting for that second spot in their division. The Reds are one game back with four games left to go. They now these teams yeah. play each other, but the Actually, Reds I have the they best did. chance, I think. Do that. I thought the Reds and Cardinals were in a series right now, are they not? They are. Um, the Reds and Cardinals. Um, but the, I think of all these. Um, they were at the Brewers. Um, then they played the Twins. Um, they, they finished the season off with the Twins, who are really good. Um, yeah. But just barely at the top five. So there's it can happen. I think the Reds had the best chance out of this. And the Giants still may be able to get that eight seed in, in, in back. with the expanded playoffs. So Yeah, uh, the Giants are one game back. They're in a series with the Rockies right now. Series has been very close back and forth all year. Um, earlier this week, they actually did have the eight seed uh, before a loss to the A's. Um, hey. And then uh, we we the won Bay to... winners again, baby. Woo. The first two games were six and zero. Oh. Okay, okay. We still put up more runs. Hey, but who won the series? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We put up fourteen runs. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Not making the playoffs. Yes, we are. Okay, maybe. Uh, there's a good chance. We're still it's so close to the end of the season. Yeah, you know, this year as a Giants fan, I was kind of just like, "Yay, we have a chance!" But hopefully, this like I don't have to have another. Yay, uh, we can make the playoffs as a pity team by being an eight seed to get blown up by the Dodgers in in the first series. Nah, uh, I believe our Do- our series with the Dodgers this season is even. If I'm yeah not wrong. But- as long as Kershaw is not pitching, the Dodgers are really good in the playoffs. So. Yep. You know they're going you know to pitch with Kershaw, so oh. we have a chance. We're talking about a fighter's chance, dude, a puncher's chance. Let's finish with the UFC. Ooh, yes. Whether it be my segues or my plugs, oh, tonight I am just, it's just one of those nights, everyone. It's, it's A1 game time. We witnessed a couple of days ago. The nicest call-out of all time. We had all-around nice guy, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, currently the number six welterweight in the world, 
he called out Leon Edwards over Twitter. His first time mm-hmm. calling out someone over Twitter, he admitted that it felt weird and it did look weird. Just get this dude to fight for that. We we have the BMF belt. Get him the NMF belt. The nicest mm-hmm. mother fricker because we're, we're advertiser friendly here. Sponsor us. Um, and so Wonderboy calls out Leon Edwards because seemingly everyone's been forgetting about him. He's been stuck in, in um, England. Which is awful. I feel bad for anyone that's stuck in England, except for you, our British viewers. We love you sometimes. Um, don't mind the two flags behind me. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't look too good for you back there, but They're getting flashbacks. <laughs> They're getting flashbacks. <laughs> Deep lungs in the harbor. <laughs> and then um, everyone's saying that people are ducking Leon Edwards. So Stephen Thompson, one of the best people, a really good fighter, Goes on, calls him out. I love this matchup. But then we had coming off of his one punch, 72nd win over Brad Mearshart. <sighs> Chemayev, man. Chemayev. Yeah. He's Cosmo Chemayev jumps in. He goes, No, I'm fighting you instead. So first, Chemayev is going to take the soul of Damian Maya if he even wants mm-hmm. to sign that contract anymore after what we saw on Saturday. Then he's going to fight Wonder Boy, which could actually be a really good matchup. Yeah, it's not very often that you see somebody who still has a fight that is coming up asking for another fight. Well, first like... he gets two fights done, oh, um, and then he asking for another fight already. <laughs> the, imagine, imagine, we used to mm-hmm. have the UFC one night tournaments having like multiple, like three, four fights a night. Mm-hmm. If if they bring it back, Cosmo Chimaev would be the undisputed winner of any single one of those i gotta ask you though ross with this talks of matchups and we have all these amazing matchups coming up this is a little bit off the agenda but right now is there any dream matchup that you have right now that has not been made since all these dream matches have been getting made lately i think we have to talk what what is your dream matchup that hasn't been made yet colby covington versus street judas Oh, that's a good one. The funny thing is... <laughs> just because, is... just because we, we heard, we heard everything. We heard the crap talking like I called it. Uh, Colby Covington goes out and beats Tyron Woodley for five rounds, breaks his rib, TKO yeah. in the fifth. He doesn't make it the distance. Then he goes out and talks all this trash after the fight, just mm-hmm. pissing everyone off. Oh, LeBron. <laughs> Colby Covington called out LeBron James, and if they fought... I'm taking Colby Covington by a landslide. Okay. It depends. It's a street fight that I might have to take. <laughs> LeBron, he's just built different. Shut <laughs> <laughs> um, sure up, dream, No. I, I, just, I just want this because yeah. the, the crowd talking that both of them have, they had the beef for, from American Top Team. It's all there. I, I swear everyone Colby Covington fights that he hates. They hate each other. Colby actually said in his training sessions he had a harder time taking care of uh, Tyron than he did with uh, taking care of yeah. uh, Masvidal. And the thing is, I, in terms of actual what we're going to see in the octagon, it's probably going to be Colby Covington in a decisive victory. But at the same time, you never know. You never know with Rory Masvidal and that flying knee. Yeah. Also, most of it is just for the trash talk. I just want the trash talk. Honestly, just my my dream matchup right now that has been made, but also doesn't include Colby Covington. My dream matchup right now would be Colby Covington moving up to 185 to fight the champ Israel Adesanya to see Whoa. how Colby would do that matchup. Whoa! Uh, I like that one. That I one was never uh heard that take before. Yeah, no, I um I thought of it because of uh, Israel did call Colby out for some of the comments he did make earlier uh, after let's, his fight. Yeah, let's not talk about and the 9-11. I know, I'm not going to go into those. <laughs> let's yeah, not yeah, go into that, right? But um, dude, that's why I just said some comments he made. I wasn't going to go into I don't like that him. matchup for, 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 for Colby. He's really good in the welterweights in, in terms of his mm-hmm. size. Israel's just going to have too much of a reach on him. And – um. I, I don't like it, but at the same time, shoot, if Colby gets mad enough and they pay him the right amount of money, he'll do it. That, that trash talk and that lead up and then that fight, <laughs> that that fight would be amazing. That fight Obviously. would be similar to the one that's going to happen this Saturday because yes. another one, UFC 253. 
it's this week. And unfortunately, we weren't able to get a full preview show for you guys this week. But that's what happens when I'm working two jobs in 18 years of school. Um, we can just do it this. So, hey, but just be happy because we're possibly getting four shows this week. So it's a great yes. time to be a fan of the fourth on podcast. Okay. But we need to talk about this two belts on the line on Saturday at Fight Island in Yabu Dhabi. And, oh, boy. That light heavyweight championship, number one, Dominic Reyes. A lot of people think he should be the champ. Gets number three, Jan Blaschwitz. A guy that touches a noose before every fight. He, he does what? You've seen that, right? He, oh. His good luck charm, he touches a noose before all of his fights because he found someone in the woods, in, in, in the home, um, like in, in, in Poland, I believe. Um and he hung he found a, a dude hanging there when he was walking his dogs in the forest so just don't go into the forest whether it be poland or japan uh looking at you uh, we all know who i'm talking about uh <laughs> and then um but apparently it's good luck to keep a, the rope and according to their customs it's good luck to keep the rope that someone hung themselves with but he didn't want to disturb it he but he just leaves it on the tree and he goes out to the tree and touches the rope before every fight there's a video of it on his Twitter page. It was some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen, but at the same time, some of the most interesting stuff I've ever seen. That's fucking weird. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's something. It, it really right. is something. But, hey, to each their own. To each their yeah. own, okay? But Dominic Reyes and, and Dominion, man, this is going to be a really good matchup. Oh. This isn't making it out of the second round. These guys are just going to try to murder each other. And, mm -hmm. but the thing is, though, I would not be surprised if Jan somehow, the worst thing for Dominic is he arguably got screwed out of beating the GOAT um, in, in mm -hmm. John Jones. Um, well, sorry, not GOAT, but the light heavyweight GOAT, at least. Um, so, he, he arguably gets screwed out of that. And then imagine if he gets another chance. It's his era. And then Jan wins. <laughs> that win. Yeah. Um, I don't see... I see Dominic winning, but mm -hmm. Jan has a solid chance in this fight, is is, is a thing. Yeah, two guys who can turn the fight around in one punch, so it's really hard to For light heavyweights, it, it's... I mean, they're close to heavyweights, but they really do have heavyweight power. Yeah, I think... Like, I really like Dominic, but I think... I think I would take Jan. I, I mean, I'll still have to look into it and kind of get my actual full-on prediction once, done. Um, Jalen defends his suck my pick title this weekend. You know, I'm a two-time champ. I was the um, inaugural, and then two-time Jalen is now um, successfully uh, defending his belt once, like I have. So he's going for the uh, his historical. The record, yeah. he's, he's going for the record. He's not going to so, get it. But there's a lot riding on the line this weekend. This week, <laughs> very in-depth picks. It's gonna be interesting, but I see Dominic in this one. Don't be surprised if Jan wins. So, right now, before I look into it, I think I'm gonna go with Jan. Uh, second round, uh, middle of second round knockout Ooh, over. Boy, and now the middleweight championship. It will be defended in the main event in one of the most anticipated, arguably one of the biggest middleweight fights of all time. We have 19-0 Israel Anasanya against 13-0 Paulo Costa, the balloon boy, or whatever the hell uh, Israel called him. This... Uh, bumped up Ricky Martin. <laughs> I want to be Ricky Martin. <laughs> yeah. And he said after I piss him up, he's going to look like Ricky Martin. Ugh. But It's so good. Yep. So good. Ah. Uh, a lot riding on this and my prediction for this fight is that it's going to be it's not going to be a close fight but in either direction but i really mm -hmm. do think that israel like he did against um yoel romero even though that's a bit of a snooze fest um izzy is going to be able to keep his range and he's such mm -hmm. a technical striker he's puts on a master class every time he steps into the whether it, it be the the squared um the squared circle when he was doing his kickboxing or the octagon the the cage in the ufc now he's so technical with his with his kicks with his punches we saw him just destroy what robert whitaker and he does have a chin as we saw against kelvin gaslam for the interim title balakasa mm -hmm. is likely in for a rude awakening when he takes on a guy that's trying to be the goat of the middleweights. Yeah, um, I think this one, 
I had to like name a fight that describes how this one's going to go, I think this is going to be kind of similar to how uh, Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor went. You know, it's, it's kind of hyped up, looked like a very even fight, but then McGregor's precision just kind of freaking obliterated Eddie Alvarez. I think that's how it's going to be. I think I think it's going to be when the first when the fight first starts. I mean, I think one uh, both were going to land. I think Paulo Costa is going to throw a shot. Both guys are going and, to be bloody for sure. Yeah, and then I think he's going to throw a shot. Israel's going to be out the way, not there. And I think he's going to stun him, and I think he's just going to stay on him. And then I, I think it. Izzy's a counterfighter too. He's a counterpuncher with extreme precision. If Paula Costa makes one mistake, Izzy's gonna make him pay for it. Oh yeah, and we saw that while Paula Costa can take a hit, he it does wear on him, especially in that Yoel Romero fight. And we can remember uh, he, he's fought Yoel Romero. No one is the same after that, except Izzy, because Izzy <laughs> he didn't, didn't get, get touched. Which is <laughs> <laughs> I still, in my opinion, I'm a big fan of Yoel Romero, but I do blame that fight on Yoel yes. Romero. For yeah, being well, like you're that. the challenger. You have to push the fight. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I'm not gonna not... I trust Paula Costa to not chase, but I think he will bring it. So that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for Izzy. Uh, Paula Costa had the utmost uh, confidence in himself that he thinks he's actually going to win this in the first round. Like 100% thinks he's going to win this in the first round. All I know is that I can't wait for this fight. I can't wait for this card. Yeah. The next two pay-per-views are going to be amazing. Fight Island is going to be amazing. And, man, Fight Island, that's still one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. Nothing better, right? And, uh, no, I I can't think of anything in recent history that was just, like, that amazing. Dana White (laughs) got an island. That's all we know. But... So people can... (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's going to wrap it for us, folks. This has been episode 52 of the fourth and long podcast of course i've been ross allen this is jalen johnson um listen to our show buy our merch because um and i say that like kind of crudely but i really do appreciate everyone that's been watching us and listening to us especially all of our new fans recently really do but from the bottom of my heart appreciate the hell out of you guys but just make sure that you, if you want to keep up with everything follow us on twitter at fourth long radio instagram at fourth and long radio um we're on youtube we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts, we're on anchor we're anywhere you get your podcasts from and just check out www.thefourthandlong.com but big things are happening here with us and it's time to hop on the hype train straight up like cosmo chamaya bro hop on the train yeah running people over running people over but everyone enjoy ufc 253 enjoy week three of the NFL season, enjoy the playoff race in the NBA or in, in the MLB, and then enjoy seeing the dumbest finals, and or maybe not the dumbest, but the most unlikely finals we're going to see in recent memory. We'll catch you guys in the next pod. <laughs>